Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebe's podcast, the part all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you are driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. Enjoy. Today we are going to talk about the importance of shepherding. The importance of shepherding. Go with me to the book of Psalms 23. And it's been it's been uh, a psalm that has been in my heart for a while. 
But when I was reading to it, through it, I, I kind of discovered some things. That it speaks more as well to how we as believers must be shepherds. But here it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Can we all say Amen? Do you love me? 
the third time he did not respond, he says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, Jesus, feed my sheep. And Jesus I want to say to you today, you can go back. That Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. If you are shepherding people anywhere else except to Jesus, you are misguiding, misleading. You are making people become lost. There is no greater shepherd than Jesus. There is no shepherd that can do what Jesus does. When God shepherds, it is the ultimate example of shepherding. There is no shepherd like our shepherd. It is easier to say that but to live it is a different thing. It means there's no advice that you can give that is greater than God's advice. There is no wisdom that you can seek that is greater than the wisdom of God. Let me tell you, intellectualism has limitations. Psychology has limitations. But the depth of advice comes from God Himself. And sometimes, uh, many of us we want rogue advice. Yes, rogue uh, sentiments. Oh, like oh, I'm sorry that things are happening this way. What we go to sympathize. Like you, Mike. Ah, it's coming out. I don't know how. It's just not coming out the way. It's making it seem like the speakers are broken. I actually was about to say, "What is happening?" I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. Let's use the quiet one. So, oh, oh, you're still sorting it out. When somebody says something to you, or something is went on, you want something, someone to say something that is relevant to the situation. But let me tell you something. If something that someone is telling you has nothing to do with God, it is limited in its capacity. When you have lost the loved one, the greatest message we can tell you is something that the scripture has said. When you have gotten a, a, a qualification, how can a qualification? Oh, the only thing that is sufficient and more than to take you further, it is the word of God. It is, it is, it is an extensive level of naivety to think that though there's something beyond the word of God. The word of God is the 
ultimate solution for everything. Yes. Oh, someone said, no, but I have listened to Dr. Phil. Oh, I listened to Oprah Winfrey. Oh, that is just a waste of time. The answer is the word of God. That's why when we when we look into the into the type of what Christ was, we know there is no shepherd bigger than him. You try it. We are we are failing to be like Christ. Even pastors with all our powerful titles, we are trying, but there is no better example. Oh, Bishop, Archbishop, Pope, we're trying, but the best example of how and the best response to any question is Jesus. Uh, I, I, I wish we had a question and answer session. The only answer to the afterlife is in Jesus. No, no, no. The afterlife. No, no, no. Or maybe let me say that in a way. Of life after this one. Alright, let me say it another way. I'm trying to get the interpretation correct. After death. How it also? Yes, it's in the word of God. Everything else is mystic, is strategic, but the word of God is Yes. Oh, I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but I hope you know what I'm saying. Yes. So let us look at why you need to be a shepherd. Let us go to the book of Psalms chapter 23. We see in the book of John, it starts to tell us that when you take care of the sheep of God, it is the only way to express love to Jesus. You know, we live in a generation where people don't express love back. You know, love back. I don't know what love back is. Yes, they don't show appreciation for the love they have. If you are a mother, you know what I'm talking about. If you are a parent, you know what I'm talking about. 95% of the sacrifices parents make, children don't even see. And when you
children don't look at the sacrifices of their fathers. Oh, as a mother, you would know. You would know. How do I'm sitting down sometimes. I'm watching my wife take care of my, my, my son. Oh, sometimes he sleeps at three o'clock. Sometimes that's just I don't know what's up with this child. I don't want to sleep. And that came to my mind. Will he ever know that there were sleepless nights because of him? And, and not that my wife doesn't go to work, she has to wake up at 5 and go to work. Will he ever get to get the mind to say, My mother never slept because of me for months, actually? Yeah, now it's years now. We live in a generation where thankfulness and appreciation is only a letter or a card, but it is not in the attitude of how we behave. The book of John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Oh! That is the sign of God telling you, I love you. I, 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 I tell you, I admire you. You are, you are precious to me. You are important. Oh, and you come, we see, we come to church and we say, Oh, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. But you see, if you have never seen how people, if you don't know that the nature of people naturally, if we are without God in the West, is to not appreciate the love they have. It is not even, it's even worse, they don't reciprocate the love that they've been given. Christ tells us there's only one way to reciprocate the love I have shown you. I mean, I'm telling you now, right now, what is it that you can do for God that he does not already have? You can't give him money. You can't give him money. But God says, if you really love me, he repeated that Take care of my of my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Take care of my sheep. You see, maybe some of you say, Oh, we'll wake up and you say, No, I thank God He has loved me today. I feel like God is doing something special for me. Maybe you are sitting with your colleagues and you say, Oh, God is powerful. I see the hand of God in my life. For all that I don't know if I'm talking to you. What is it that you can do for God? God said the only thing you can do for me. If you have a passion about me, love my sheep. Love my wife. 
the worship team. No, he didn't say start the worship team. Are they out? Did he say start a church? No, no, there was no church. I, 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 I know he said to my grandkid. Are they out? He said what? We say lap, lap, and she. Rata ni puta. You see, a church is not a, not about worship team and everything. A church is about the expression of the love of God. We celebrate God's love for us through these things. But we can say, God, I love you. I appreciate you. You are everything to me. God does not say sing a worship song. He says, take care of my sheep. Say, help some sheep that you are taking care of. Come on, do something. Take care of my sheep. You see, it shows you that this was something that was in his heart. You know, you know every game you go to them. How about you want more more? I say, if somebody loves you, why would you want them to buy you? I don't know what your answer would be. Maybe for some of you, I want uh, uh, McDonald's. Oh, spa. Oh, I know there's this thing. I, I like those things. I don't know why. The gizzards. The gizzards. The gizzards. What is this? The gizzards. Yeah, gizzards. Those fried ones on the street.
Then according to God, it says, if you love me, how take care of my sheep. Shepherding is the only expression God says about loving him. Let your neighbor say, I want to love God. There's a good reason why you must become a shepherd. It is the only way to feel what God felt. It is the only way to feel what God felt. When Jesus Christ was going to the cross, he was rejected. Oh, people said, Oh, we don't want you. What are you doing here? Pick up a stone and pick you. Some of you have never been hit with a brick in your life. Who can hear has been hit by a brick in their life? Raise your hand. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I know you know what I'm talking about. I 
It's almost like it's Gwen then. It's Gwen like more. It's 
understanding things we can solve. It's thinking about things we can solve. Which causes depression. Or let me tell you a simple example. You only have one father. You only have one father, not two fathers. You only have a father. Maybe you don't have a mother. Can you solve this? You don't have a mother. You don't have a father. Maybe it passed away or whatever. Can you solve that problem? Can you solve it? We can sit down and talk all we want. The equation is, Father must come. The answer is, Father must come. But we don't have an answer. But I'm telling you now, if you focus your mind on that thing, you will be depressed. Oh, why me? I don't have a father. Oh, because you are looking at your own problem, your mind keeps on going, it really goes bad at the point where you end up losing self-esteem by yourself. Nobody said you're stupid. But you yourself are saying, meaning that God so that I'm gonna be an idiot. That's why I don't have a father and I'm going like this because I don't have a future. That's why because your mind is fixed on your problems. I want to show you something. Your problem is big because you are looking, that's the only thing you are looking at. But That's the only thing that is stressing you. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Right? So that's what, when you see us, we look like we don't have stresses in life. How do we know? The problem is not new. But we, we look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It says, Hebrews, not Luke, Hebrews. Hebrews. Not Luke. It says, I want you to, I hope we can have it in King James. Oh, yes, this is okay. I like it, I like it. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You see, Don't get it wrong. 
if I were to tell you some of the problems, you, you would think, oh, how did they do it? We do it because we fix our eyes on Jesus. We, we don't break down because we are fixing our eyes on Jesus. We won't fall apart because our eyes are fixed, fixed, fixed on Jesus. Life is hitting us with poison on our feet. It's biting us every time. It's biting us with problems. People calling us with problems. Our situations are calling us with problems. Look, even my marriage, it's a good marriage, don't get it wrong. But it's not a perfect one. There are but why it doesn't break us apart? Fix your eyes. On Jesus. Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Do you think you let me tell you, let me tell you something? Do you think you can fix a person like this? Oh. Or let the person who will fix the problem. You are not their mother, you are not their father, you are not even their ancestor, and you want to fix a person. Hey. 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 So you want to sit down and like, forever, you, you will forever fight to be tired. You think if I look at my wife 247, I won't see problems? He looks at me, you don't do this one. The list goes on until we are finished. People are married 20 years and their husband is still asking, you don't do, you don't cook the way I asked you to cook last week. 20 years later, they are still fighting. About the pots and the cooks and who gets the power. So you think the solution is communication?
There's no husband or wife. I heard a notice boy say, I'm going to come to my house and I'm going to But the Bible says there's no husband or wife in heaven. It, it, it means if there's no Muna Muna Umsadiya Hao. It means Ana Muna Hao. It means there's no children. There are no children. So say, this is my father, this is my mother. Because your mother and father are not married in heaven. What, what, what did Jesus try to tell you? He tried to tell you that you, as a husband, must determine your path with God. You, as a wife, they must sort themselves out with God. Your children themselves. They must sort themselves out. They must sort themselves out with God. They must sort themselves out with God. I'm going to listen number five now. Close it now. It's five. It's five. Now write me. It is very important to shepherd others because it is the only thing that leads us to God. It is the only thing that leads us to God. This is scripture I think I opened. I don't know why I lost this. Somebody. 
Your prayer life will be up and down, up and down, up and down. It's easy now. When you have problems, you will pray. When you don't have problems, you won't pray. Yeah, because you are not shepherding anybody. There is no real purpose in your prayer. You cannot really seek the face of God if you will be inconsistent in many spiritual things if you are not shepherding. If you go to the book of Colossians and Galatians and the prayers of Paul, how about Colossians or Galatians or Levella, it happens in Poland. Go to the book of Corinthians, first in some Corinthians, in Paul, in Corinthians, Philippians, and Romans, and you look at the prayers of Paul. He says, We pray always for you. In earnest submission to the Lord. He's trying to tell you that I'm not, I'm not praying for myself. When you see me pray always, I'm not praying for, oh God, give me that, God, I want you. My prayer is for you. Yeah, always seeking the face of the Lord for you. The key to always loving God and always doing the things of God and being in prayer. And growing consistently in the things of God. Is if you become a shepherd. No, when I'm talking like this, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say, uh, you are you are not praying sometimes. But you can't maintain it. There will be times when you will, you will take six months not even praying. Oh, oh, if it catch food, just food, you will just Then when, when someone says you should pray, I'm going to it. In the beginning, God blessed everything. Let something supernatural happen in the house today. Give them a testimony that 
social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from the church, you can follow Bishop Blessing Lebebe on Instagram at blessing.patuchezo and Facebook on Patuchezo Blessing Lebebe. You can also follow us on Instagram at dwellers.insta on Twitter at dwellers.tc and on YouTube and Facebook as Dwellers the Cold. Thanks again and we'll see you next time. <laughs>